Well, well, well. Welcome to Highly Hungry, DC's number one podcast for all the food shop stops and all of that, beverages included. You are now witnessing Highly Hungry. episode of highly hungry thank you all for tuning in man i know you've been seeing things on my page i be posting random shit on there all the time but for real for real we really definitely about to drop um now today it's just me church in here by myself i have a very 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 special guest in here as well um smooth and b couldn't be here tonight but they definitely will be here on the uh upcoming episodes so definitely stick around for that um definitely go follow us on ig right now that's dmv highly hungry uh, spelled exactly the way it sounds. That's DMV Highly Hungry. So definitely go check that out. Um, look forward to the visuals coming with that soon. But right now, I just want to do the honors of introducing my first first guest to this new podcast. I feel like she's definitely made her mark in the industry uh, of beverage because I know this is food and beverage, but she's dominating the alcoholic industry <laughs> right now for all you sippers out there. You may have seen her at your local events. Uh, I've seen her locally, uh, I said locally, recently on Fox 5. Yeah. Doing your thing, you know, showing everybody how to mix it up and the different cocktails that they can buy just to, you know, get your drinks to taste just like how she makes them for you. So give it up for Chrissy for Charismatic Creations here in the building. Thank you, you know so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. I appreciate it, man. Um, I know you've definitely been real, real busy with uh, a lot of things that's going on. I know you've been busy. Um, yeah, I've. it's been really busy, but I'm really grateful. Uh, this week, I celebrated my third year anniversary for okay. my business. Okay, all right, give it up, give it up. <laughs> you know support each other man it's good to see that you keeping the consistency going because as we know this is a great great industry to be a part of it's it's not going anywhere no time so it's a great industry (laughs) it's very lucrative Mm -hmm. um and as long as the booze are flowing people are going to be sipping hey i know that's right (laughs) so for me it was just really important that Um, I bring my love for mixology into my business Mm -hmm. and for when people book us, it'll be a cocktail experience, um, on a like aesthetic side. So it's going to be, um, it's going to go along with your event. It's going to be beautiful. Mm. Um, you're going to learn something. And once you have one cocktail from us or one cocktail mix from us, your idea of, um, the beverage industry is going to change. Okay. Immediately. Okay. And that's something I, I definitely... That's uh, what she said. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one thing I definitely wanted to ask you before we really, really break mm-hmm. into uh, Charismatic Creations, uh, I just wanted to know like a little bit of your background as regards to... Because I see you a f- uh, fully licensed bartender. Yes. And um, I know why... Well, I, I may be wrong. I've heard that some people that's behind the bar are technically not licensed bartenders am i correct about that yeah some some people are and some people aren't and the license just comes down to a certification really yeah okay. um so it's not like a, a driver's license or like a business license yeah. it's just basically your certification yeah. um and the other like learning and knowledge certifications that'll make you a whole uh, total um, responsible mm. person behind the bar. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I'm not a big, big test taking person. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really big with that. Uh, I feel like there's other ways to display my knowledge or whatever. Yeah. But was it was it a test involved? Was it hard to achieve? Was it difficult? Or you've been through way worse. <laughs> so for me, 
my story is kind of unique. Okay. Um, I was serving. Um, I was a cocktail server. And on my 21st birthday, mm. the bar that I was working at, I was at McCormick and Schmick's. Oh, which one? I'm on 9th and F. 9th and F. Okay. The one I used to go to was on K Street. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we were on 9th and F. Okay. And it was really unique because at that moment, they were short staff. Mm. So, since I had been a cocktail server, I want to say for a year and a half, maybe two years, yeah. um, you know all the cocktails, right? Yeah. Um, you're just not behind the bar. So, um, they was like, well, Christy, would you? And I was like, sure, why not? I was in school. I was at the University of Maryland. Okay. Um, so, I was just like, why not make extra money? Um, but me starting off there just had like a great impact on the start of my bartending career mm. because it was really um it was really strict okay. they focus on the art of crafting cocktails so every single cocktail came from it started off as a lemon or lime um and you build it up each component so we didn't have like sour mix or nothing like that we had literally like the fruit that was on the bar we used in every cocktail Wow. so i did that i was at mccormick and schmick's after i became a bartender for about a year Mm -hmm. um and then i um moved on to ben's next door on u street what? I used to work at Ben's. Oh, <laughs> next door? At the original Ben's. That's funny as hell that you said yes, that. Yes. So I was at Ben's next door for three and a half years. What years? Because I, I was at Ben's for mm. about like two years. I was there from 2014 to uh, like mid-2017. Okay, so this is well after I already was gone because I did that while I was in high school. Oh, okay. I worked there. I think it may have been two thousand and when I graduated, two thousand nine. It had to be like oh seven. Oh, okay. 07, yeah. Oh six or something like that. But yeah, I definitely remember working in there <laughs> on the weekends. Oh, for real? Oh my gosh! So yeah, I was there, and then while being there, I um was also at a few other like bars too so i was at uh circa dupont for a little bit really? yeah um i was at um do you know the um the theater that opened up off of u street called atlantic plumbing yeah yeah i was yeah, yeah so yeah. they had a bar up front really yeah so i was there for a little bit um and then i took a break from ben's next door went over to mgm okay roast beef drunk no, um, the oh, Marcus Sam um, Samuelson restaurant. It was connected to the hotel, so it was twenty four hours. Oh, snap. that was that was an experience. That was an experience. I mean, the money was really good, but as far as like hours, I did the graveyard shift, so I would be there from seven thirty p.m. to seven thirty a.m. Oh, damn! Yeah, it was it was it was it was intense. Yeah, um, see, my graveyard was <laughs> seven seven p.m. to four thirty a.m. And I was fucking like 16 on oh. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I said, damn, I have no fucking teenage childhood <laughs> at, at all. Damn, every <laughs> fucking weekend, it was just like, man, like literally every time I walk in that motherfucker, it was like something going on, you had to go do it. And you had to like get in the midst of things, right? Oh, God. Um, and then after I did MGM, um, I went back to Ben's. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was it was at a time in my life where I was young. Okay. I was traveling, mm. um, in and out of the country, and like enjoying myself. And my bar manager at the time, she even though I had loyalty there, I'm like three and a half years in. Yeah. She got frustrated having to put me on and off the schedule because oh, I was there on the weekends. Don't you hate that. <laughs> I was like, come on, like, I'm not always gone, but I'm always gone kind of thing. But, like, I had a really good following. Like, I had a really good following. And this is just from people coming to the bar, just getting drinks from you? Yeah, like, people would come knowing that I was there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday brunch. Like, it was... 
Yeah, and man. That's, and that's one thing about a good bartender. And I ain't gonna never lie. I hate to cut you off. No, you good. But uh, I remember uh, me and B, which is actually one of the other hosts of the show, which is my older brother, uh, at Joe's Crab Shack right there on Greenbelt at the mall. Uh-huh. Uh, it was this bartender there. I really don't remember his name, but he was one of them dudes that just make random type of drinks, just pouring shit together. And, and whatever he made, that's what you had. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> The drink was called Midnight Train to Georgia. Uh oh! Did you leave? Oh, <laughs> you no. was gone. Like, oh, I, I never been drunk off one drink, and that one drink had me gone. I don't know how y'all put that science together like that, but mm-hmm. it worked out just like that. And um, I gotta commend y'all, man, like because it's really not the same when you just had a barbecue. <laughs> And they be like the bottles over there. The bottles, and, and make it yourself. Oh god, it never comes out the same. <laughs> yeah, no. Damn. It's just not one of those things where you're going to learn overnight. Um, Mm. But yeah, I was... So, my whole thing was like, she's in charge of my income. Yeah. And if she doesn't put me back on a schedule, Mm -hmm. I don't have no money. Mm. So, I said, well, it looks like I need to like figure out how to do this on my own. Yeah. One, I don't want anybody to be my boss anymore. Mm -hmm. And two, I want to dive deeper into what this hospitality industry is what this art of mixology is i'm going to dive in a bit more and i'm going to be in charge of other people's experiences exactly so they can fall in love with it like i did yeah man so it was i struggled with the name for a long time Mm. but um at the end of 2016 um that's when i started doing some things mm-hmm. like people hire me for a little bit of things like building up my portfolio yeah. and then like um january 2017 i filed my paperwork uh-huh. um, with the state of maryland and i became an official llc got all my okay. insurance and so charismatic creations was born and i had no idea in what direction i was going to go into i just know that i loved cocktails mm-hmm. i love planning events And I loved being responsible for making sure that you had a great time. Yeah. So I put those things together. And three years later, it's becoming something even more than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, It changes every day. Uh My ideas are zooming every day. And the, the fact, like, I would not have thought that I would have three bartenders under me i see that all on the page man it's just i wouldn't think that i was going to start my own cocktail mixes Mm -hmm. i didn't think any of that but i just allowed my ideas to be written down on paper and to execute damn because sometimes you know what's in your head if you don't write it down that shit is good as gone it stays in your head yeah man and that's good right there but just building taking another block forward you know, as you created the name, um, I see that one thing that you had highlighted on your page is uh, Mixology 101. Yeah. So, uh, exactly, let's let's take a, a dive into that. Like, exactly, what is that? And what was the first drink that you ever really, like, made and or mastered? Okay, cool. So, to go back to your first question, which I just realized I didn't answer. Mm-hmm. So... I didn't go to bartending school until I started my business. Okay. Um, because it was a wedding venue. One of my regulars mm-hmm. at Ben's Next Door hired me for his wedding. All right. Um, and the venue asked for my bar certification. Mm. And I didn't have it. So I was like, I got to go to bartending school. Like... I already know how to bar. It's like, I already know how to drive, mm-hmm. but I need my driver's license. So is it a step? Is it going to bartender school? And do you have to go to, what's that, Arbor to get that? Mm-hmm. So I um, went to bartending school and everybody in there weren't bartenders, right? So everybody's nervous. Yeah. I'm in there bored. I did like five Saturday classes from nine to five. What? And on my fifth class is when you take your test and it's a test where you have to make i think 10 
seven to ten cocktails. Seven to ten. With um, within seven minutes. So I'm sorry, my mind is a little foggy, but you, I think you have to make seven to ten cocktails within seven minutes or within five minutes. It's one of those, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so nervous. Because I'm just, I just have anxiety with testing. I just yeah. wasn't never good with testing. Mm-hmm. But I had anxiety, even though I was still a functioning bartender, still working, right? Mm-hmm. So the the fifth Saturday, I was like, I got to do this because yeah. in a few weeks, I got to turn in this thing. So I did it and I passed with flying colors. Flying like, colors. boom, 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 boom. And the bartending school teacher was like, you you not move. She was like, you not moving like you knew. I was like, yeah. no, I've been bartending. What is this like? Five, <laughs> four, five years so far. So she ain't know this is a fucking warm up for your ass. <laughs> it was a warm up, right? So, um, the first cocktail. But I want to see your second question. The first cocktail that I mastered was Long Island. Ooh, that is actually a really hard cocktail, in my opinion to master and for it to be within the mixology realm right oh my god really yes because for one you're mixing vodka tequila rum gin triple sec vodka tequila rum gin Gin. triple sec sec. with um lime juice simple syrup and coke and coke and but you gotta get the right amount. you have yes you have to get the right amount and the idea of mixology is that the cocktail obviously is going to get somebody inebriated mm-hmm. but it has to look nice first it has to listen up y'all she giving us a free <laughs> game right now so i hope all y'all fake ass bartenders out there that try to throw niggas drinks <laughs> well, yeah, listen to this because you know one thing I hate and um we're gonna get into this I, I, I'm, I'm already here we're gonna get into this right, right so down. here's the thing every single cocktail that you put out there needs to be aesthetically pleasing okay meaning that aesthetically pleasing mm. so it needs to look nice smell nice and taste great right mm. so a long island you have to make sure all your measurements are right you have to make sure that you have the right garnish on your Long Island. And you have to make sure it looks like a long, brisk island, like like a beach. Thank you. So that is, it, it can't be heavy Coke and it can't be heavy, um, it can't be heavy any of, any of these things. Yeah. So once I mastered the Long Island... I knew that, wow, this is something beyond just making drinks. And I could do something with this. Yes. A good drink goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you. And, and it's not so much just saying that everybody's alcohol and everybody likes to drink. But it's even with your restaurant experience. You want yeah. it to be something that you remember. So you always go back and it, it won't even be a second guess. Yeah. So And we, even like in my realm with... Uh-huh. Like, I'm not in a restaurant. So, when we are at your event Mm -hmm. crafting these cocktails, you want people to remember your event because if they are drinkers, that cocktail was really good. The exceptional service that they got from the bartender was really good. And maybe there are people... (laughs) (laughs) Now you're good. (laughs) And maybe there are people at the event who don't drink. So... When we help you curate ideas for mocktails, yeah. people feel included. And inclusivity is really important, too, in this mm. food and beverage industry. Yeah. Um, so I also, like, say mocktails, mocktails need love, too. Yeah. My cocktail mixes are non-alcoholic. Yeah. Um, because I want everyone to be able to fall in love with mixology, whether mixology means including alcohol or if mixology means is non-alcoholic but it's still aesthetically pleasing and that's that's big though because a lot of what you do like when you say the mock cocktails which has no mocktail mocktail Mm -hmm. and is that for non-drinkers so they can actually like 
it can does it taste like alcohol is in it no it doesn't taste like alcohol is in it it's just like a beautifully adorned Mm. juice yeah because the last one i think i had had flowers in it yeah. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And, that, and you know, it's <laughs> it's it's so pretty. I yeah, like, exactly. It, it looks real good. And I was just like, should I drink it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> People I, say that all the time. Like, it's too pretty to drink. And I'm like, if it's alcohol in there, don't waste my alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, people want to feel included. People who are pregnant, who aren't drinking at the moment. People mm-hmm. practicing um, sobriety. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or, you know, just people, some people are allergic to alcohol. So being able to still indulge in fun settings with a mocktail, meaning that mocktail is infused with several flavors. It's just not like a lemonade and it has a garnish and the music is going. You still feel (laughs) the connection, right? Because you have a cup in your hand, they have a cup in their hand, and it's just like a great vibe. Yeah, man. Handing somebody juice, just juice with a straw, they're not going to fit. It's not a mocktail. Uh, you just just giving them something to drink. Yes. Yes, exactly. But you know what? Uh, It's it's good that you said that about the the Long Island, because I feel like... I feel like any drink is the same. If you're really unsure about what to get, but you know you want to have a good time, that's generally the only drink you'll turn to. <laughs> well, I know I would. You that, know. That's a drink. Um, uh, I want to say it's very popular for people to turn to. Mm-hmm. But if someone is out, yeah. like say if I was working at a bar and someone was out and was like, I want something that could be a bit sweet, but has a punch. Mm. I would... Male or female, I would give them a Long Island. Man, that damn, that shit more than punch. That shit be fucking <laughs> niggas up with that joint. That nigga, that fucking drink and have your ass just. Oh, that bitch. Your ass fucked up, you Oh, no, seriously. I'm trying to tell you, that damn drink is serious. And especially if it's made right. If, if it's made by the right person, you going to drink it and be like, oh, pff, give me another one. Then your second one, you be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have just stuck with one. Because <laughs> yeah. with my brother, I ain't gonna lie. Every time he walk up to the bar, if you don't know, he like, first of all, let me get a strong island. Oh my first. gosh! For yeah. one, bartenders hate that. Oh really? Oh my god! We hate strong islands. So you think it's like a sneak diss a little bit for saying that some uh, bartenders don't really be pulling pulling liquor in it? For one, it's a sneak diss. For two, <laughs> all cocktails are measured. So when you say mm-hmm. strong island, you're asking me to put more alcohol in it to get me drunk. To get you drunker and you're not following the scientific part of mixology. Mm. And two, you're not gonna tip well. Damn. <laughs> when you say strong island, you're not gonna tip well. For one, you just got on our nerves because that's not what it's called. And two, you asking me to pour more alcohol without saying I'll pay for another shot. We don't like it. Ooh. You know what? Being on the other <laughs> side, I don't even think niggas be looking at it like that. I think really they be bringing some some old, you know, uh, experiences from bad bar situations maybe. And they just yep. bring it to the next one. So, y'all, y'all heard it first. Please do not do that Bama <laughs> ass shit no longer. If you want a Long Island, it is called a Long Island iced tea. Yep. Right? And if you want extra alcohol, pay for another shot. Pay for another shot. Right? Or just buy your shot. Buy a shot. Yeah, just buy a shot. And just maybe pour it in there or just take it when you finish the first one. <laughs> but I, I definitely like Long Island iced teas, but I'm more of a more of a dark, like, whiskey, okay. cognac drinker. More of a whiskey. I've been into, uh, I sound about to say Italian whiskey, Irish whiskey. So, like, okay. I've been trying to dive more into scotch. I don't think my taste buds have went up there just yet. It gives me more of a leather feel. It's really, uh, it's scotch is for someone who has a peculiar taste yeah. for scotch. Um, if you love scotch, mm-hmm. you drink scotch. But okay. if you're not a scotch drinker, you're not going to like how it tastes or how it smells. At all. Um, but one of the things um, that I tell people and that I want to teach people is that when you are like making deals, mm-hmm. business deals, closing things, like yeah. celebratory, you want to know 
what you're drinking because you want to seal the deal with a nice drink. So, in my opinion, if I'm just signing a contract or sealing the deal with a business partner, you want to order a round of a nice scotch Mm. because you're sealing the deal. You don't want to order a round of Patron or order around you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's a classy beverage See? it's a classy spirit so even if that's not something you drink you want to know the significance of the moment, of the moment <laughs> to order that because exactly. for me it's it seals the business deal yeah, and if you can see it when you like watching the movies and like the ceo or president oh, in his he always has scotch or he always has a really um like um nice barreled um whiskey age whiskey and and you know like you gotta you gotta know where you are at that moment oh trust me the uh the wellers the blantons the Mm -hmm. the pappies the whistle pig all of that all of that shit man like you know and what's crazy about that that's one thing I really love about um, our alcoholic beverages, whether it be craft beer, uh, domestic, or you know, international, wherever it comes from, wine, liquor, all of it. I like the story behind it. I like the process behind it. Yes. Um, I'm not the guy that's really stuck on one brand of anything. I'm more of a, damn, you could have just told me it was Asian, like Sherry Cass or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that would just make me alone with the bottle design, maybe. I'm like, well, let me go ahead and try that. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Like that's, that's really big for me. And I don't think that the black community has a really great relationship mm-hmm. with, um, the beverage industry. Yeah, man. Um, so for me, you know, when you start a business, you figure out who your audience is and you figure out what your audience is um missing as far as consumer wise like what market is missing something and how can my business fill it and i feel like my business can fill the educational part of the beverage industry when you interact with me yes i'm gonna allow you to order your patron margarita right but while you are enjoying yourself i'm gonna say what have you tried 1942 or like i already know your price point right you gotta from what someone orders you see what their price point is if they could pay for patron they could try another tequila or if they could pay for jack daniels Mm -hmm. they could try another bourbon yeah just to you know expose people to different brands just because it's popular doesn't mean it's always the best it's always the best so telling my people about especially you know how our people really really love well we say we love cognac but it's on them we only limit ourselves to two and i'm just keeping it a thigh while everybody so don't keep it a buck (laughs) you're gonna keep it a buck it's only henny or fucking remy and most recently it's been duce most recently um and but the thing is, like, I appreciate how, um, like, black people are becoming um, part owners, brand ambassadors, of especially, especially, like, celebrities, because it does give, like, black people, like, the incentive to try something new, right? But it also limits us to, to try something new. new. Exactly. So, cognac, for instance. Mm-hmm. Cognac... It's only called cognac because it's made from, from the cognac, cognac region. region of France, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of us don't know that. Yes. Um, and then... Just like the whole whiskey and bourbon thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so for people who like enjoy Hennessy and and like cocktails mainly or enjoy Hennessy bottle service and stuff yeah. like that, um, they don't really understand what cognac is and how you enjoy cognac yeah. um so and it's like once you find out what cognac is and how to enjoy it you look at the spirit differently you appreciate yeah. every single step that that <laughs> brand did to create um hennessy or any cognac right so th- the traditional way to 
enjoy cognac mm-hmm. is in a snifter. Okay. So that's a glass. That. So it has a, a a full body wide bottom mm-hmm. and then it angles narrow up. So as you're drinking it, you're sniffing the aromas, right? Mm-hmm. But with um, cognac, you're supposed to enjoy it warm. Yeah, room temperature, right? Or warmed up. Mm. And so when you warm it up, you release the aromas really? in Hennessy. And it's normally enjoyed after dinner as a dessert. Um, Dang. So, yeah. So it's like once you like understand and appreciate the origins of these <laughs> spirits, you look at them as like scientific projects that people put time and capital in. Mm-hmm. So you just don't drink it to get inebriated. Exactly. You drink it enjoying um how someone distilled this product. Yeah, man. I mean just and when you say that the T word, the time word with uh <laughs> with alcohol because most of the most expensive or most uh sought out items have been sitting around for a very, very, very long very, time. Very, very long time. And that's another thing that really, really trips me out about alcohol is the fact that it can sit for years, years. decades. Decades. And the more the more expensive. Yes. Generally. <laughs> so um I was at a, a liquor store and you know I start to like form form um, relationships with liquor stores and mm-hmm. things um and so so i was at a liquor store and they had this 26 year glen fittich mm. they he said he had this bottle um it was a worker he said he had this bottle since he started working there yeah. like seven years ago mm. 10 years ago and it is like 700 i think it was like Five five ninety nine. So I think it was like six hundred dollars, right? Man. This bottle. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. This bottle, right? Yeah. And it's gonna sit there because nobody's going in there to buy twenty six year Glen Fittich. Not to drink it then. And like <laughs> honestly, after you get over like twenty four year, yeah, it's not much of a difference. And also, the longer it sits, it's going to taste like leather. Yeah. So, you might as well just get it 18, try 18 year or 24 year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the fact that things are, like, aged in barrels and, like, I love this. each barrel could have had something else in it, like a bourbon that was finished off in 50-year Armagnac cast. Like, it just Dang. gives it a different flavor profile. So, like, knowing all these things, every sip just means that someone put hard work into it or even if it was sitting Asian, they put thought into it. Yeah. So you should enjoy it. Man, you know a what? little more. Hearing you say that is exactly how I felt when I was getting like my first lessons about craft beer. Cause I used to drink, you know, Heineken Corona and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then after I got introduced with the story and how it was made and you know how it's fermented and all the type of different uh processes that they have. Yeah. It kinda just wowed me to the point that if I if, if I'm offered a corona, I'm like, nah I'm all right, bro. Like I'm, I'm good. Yeah. No disrespect. No disrespect that, that, at all. It's just the beer I like. I my taste buds are a little different now. Um, even with um you know, my bourbons, uh, I can go down the line with this shit because I really love bourbon. Oh, that's so good. Like, so, like, oh, my God. It's, it's been a crazy year. But all I like to say is that um, I really appreciate the fact that you started your company based off, you know, the passion that you have for this. Because yeah. uh, alcohol, outside of people that really chase the feeling, they really, really admire the story and the work ethic behind it. It's still yeah. art at the end of the day. Yeah, and as you know, as you start, you know, building a business, you understand like people when people fall in love with the story, people Mm -hmm. purchase the product more. Yes. Um, just not based off of what the product is. Mm -hmm. If it's a great product, it's gonna sell, right? But if you have a great story behind it, it's gonna fly off the shelf. The icing on the cake, right there. And all spirits, beer, wine. All of them have great stories, yes. so it just helps it just um, become more of an enjoyable experience. Exactly. So when you at your next bar, your party, 
excuse me, restaurant, wherever you may be with spirits and soul, or maybe drinking, just try something different. Try something new. Just try something new, man. I mean, a lot of times, I'm quite sure you've been at the bar before, especially if you've been at a nice bar where they got the different types of bottles everywhere you look. Just look at some of them joints. Just pick it maybe off the bottle design. Just try it. Just get a little... I mean, every bar give you a little taste. They yeah. Like you, taste it. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and especially if you are a nice guest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You yeah, also definitely. have to be a nice guest. Definitely. Don't be rude. Yeah, if you're a nice guest and... I see you trying what whatever you normally drink. Like yeah. I said earlier, I'll like say, well, have you tried this? Yeah. Or have you tried this? Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? I, I, <laughs> tastings go a long way, but you just, way. you got to be a nice guest at exactly. the bar. Bar exactly. etiquette. Bar etiquette. It's very it's important. It's bar etiquette. So that means have you <laughs> be on your best behavior <laughs> yeah. when you're there. Don't let the drink make a fool out yourself. You know what I'm saying? But... Uh, any upcoming events coming up? <clears throat> Let's see. So we host Mixology One On Ones. Oh my gosh, okay. we we didn't even get to that question. Yeah. I feel like I always <laughs> go down another good. tunnel. So onto that question. So Mixology One On Ones. What uh-huh. are they? Um, it is a class that I host, host monthly. Okay, and you can also book it privately. Uh-huh. Um. Where we teach you how to craft three cocktails. Mm. So it'll be a cocktail with three different spirits. Because for one, we want to dispel the myth that um, you can't go between light and dark um, in one day. That's a myth. Um, And then we also just show you how to perfectly craft a cocktail. Because it's with measurements. We use shakers, jiggers. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, and things like that. So, for one, um, with the st- dispelling the myth, you can go from rum, tequila, vodka, cognac, bourbon in one night. Now, this is also based on who you are as a person. If you get sick because yeah. of that, maybe that's something that you, you can't do. do. Yeah. But it's not a totality thing. thing. Like, nobody can do it because... All spirits are distilled the same way. Yeah. So that shouldn't make you sick. Is when you go from spirits to beer to champagne oh. and wine. That's when you get a little sick. So now, uh, right, look, as a quick sidebar before we finish the Mythology 101. <laughs> and we're going to remember we said Mythology 101. <laughs> so is this a true saying? This white boy told me this in college. Beer before liquor gets you sicker. And liquor before beer you in the clear. I would say that when I have started off with beer mm-hmm. and went to liquor, I did get sick. Thank you. I will say that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just that like with beer, the yeast. Uh-huh. It's just, it. I don't know. I can't start off. With, if I ever am drinking beer at, in a night or during the day, mm-hmm. I can't do anything else because mm-hmm. it just takes you over. Yeah. Um, Especially in that order. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you are enjoying your bourbon and you want to enjoy your craft beer, yeah. it always seems like a great like pairing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely. But like I said, you can go through the all these different spirits in one night, mm-hmm. um, and you shouldn't get sick. You shouldn't get sick. No, you, it's a myth. It's a myth. So you remember that, y'all. So I, I ain't gonna lie, I was one of them believers too. So <laughs> it's I was a right myth. Y'all. It's a myth. So don't worry about that. You can't go back and forth. But like she said, if you end up the motherfucker on the elevator throwing up and you trying to figure out how you got there, then it's not for you. Don't do that again. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So y'all make y'all teach them how to make the drinks. Um, yep. Um and um, we also like teach people the origin of some cocktails. Mm-hmm. Like if we're doing a mojito, we let them know that like um, the mojito originated in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Or if we are doing a paloma, um, which is uh, mezcal, okay. um, some grapefruit juice. Or, you know, if we are doing the Paloma, but it wouldn't be the exact Paloma because all of my cocktail mixes are funky fresh. So yeah. it'll be the remix version mm. of a Paloma. But yeah. if we are doing a Paloma, 
we tell them that this is like one of the most popular cocktails in Mexico yeah. and the margarita comes second. People don't know that. Paloma. Yes, the Paloma. Even, I was just about to say that. I ain't never even had that before. Yeah, so that's one of the most popular cocktails before the margarita, the margarita in Mexico. Wow. So, you know, we we tell people a bit about things. Um, we end the night with really fun competition that I'm not going to talk about because you got to get tickets. Um, but, yeah, I've been doing Mixology 101s. So, I started my business in 2017. I started Mixology 101s mm-hmm. in 2018. Okay. And since 2018, we've had about over 248 attendees. Really? That we've taught Mixology 101. So you don't leave the class with any kind of certification. Yeah. It's more of like a fun night with your friends. Mm-hmm. Some people have done it like yeah. as a date night, mm-hmm. night out with the girls. Some guys have come as a group. But from that moment, that next shopping at Total Wines is a little different. It's a little different. <laughs> and that's what I love about yeah. it. Your whole idea. That's mm-hmm. why I say like... With my business, I want you to start when you get to me. Whatever you thought before, mm-hmm. completely changes, and mm-hmm. that's the imprint and the impact that I want to have on everyone I touch. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't have to think of it this way. The only reason you're thinking of it this way is because you're ignorant to it. Yeah. And ignorance sounds like a negative word, but you're just ignorant when you don't know things. That's true. But once you learn. There becomes an appreciation to it. Exactly. And just also, another thing, just because you learn something doesn't mean you got to start a business. That's true. You can just be, you can just <laughs> enjoy it. Yes, because yeah, we, we got enough mobile bartenders out here with, yeah, with, with the bartenders, the adult, <laughs> adult Capri Suns, which I despise oh, on God. like a it's umpteenth like- level. <laughs> And you know, I don't. I never want to like knock anyone's hustle. Like I'm tired of that too. But I'm big with presentation. So I'm big on presentation. I'm big on the art. And if you just mixing juices and alcohol, you just want people to get inebriated. You don't want them to appreciate what they're drinking. So I have like a whole opinion about that. So it's one of those things where you know how like lash texts are popping up everywhere. Oh, Adult. You know, Capri Sun pouches yeah, are popping everywhere. up everywhere. Yeah, everybody was making plates too at one point. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody, everybody was a fucking chef out here. Everybody was doing it. So, you know, I get it. Yeah, not um, showing not yeah. showing your kitchen and stuff. So, my whole thing is like, mm-hmm. if you want to start a business, make sure you love <laughs> what you're doing. What you're doing. Yeah. Because when you love what you're doing, it's never going to feel like work. Once you just doing it for money, you gonna hate filling up those Capri Sun pouches. Yeah, you gonna hate that shit. Man. That's what I'm saying, man. And to those that's doing that, if you really feel like you a good bartender and that's the only way you can feel like you can get your drinks out to the masses, by all means, you go get your for Capri it. Sun on boo. But if you the ones that was out there just trying to get a couple quick dollars, trying to get niggas fucked up because you thought you had the new O cup. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you ain't really out here doing it for the love, man. So, but here at Holly Hungry, we want to let our listeners. Oh, damn, I said, uh, damn, I did say Holly Hungry. I thought I said the cat. My bad. I said I'm, I'm going back and forth, back and forth between two podcasts and all of that. But where can people get tickets uh, for the Mixology One on Ones? Because I definitely want to be a part of one. I definitely yeah. Want to get so you can go on Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> and type in charismatic creations okay. and that'll pop up automatically mm-hmm. um they usually sell out really quickly yeah. so our january and february classes were okay. sold out in december Woo! they always sell out really quick because yeah. it's an experience it's it fun is. It is. um and so we have an april class that's open now currently mm-hmm. Um, and I know people get weary about purchasing tickets so far in advance, but I mean, if you want to be a part of it, yeah. get your tickets. Okay. Um, and then we also, we host them monthly. So the only reason March isn't happening because March is a a pretty busy month, uh-huh. 
But they're normally monthly, so there will be a May one okay. and a June one and stuff like that. But if you want to snag tickets to get there soon, yeah. um, go on Eventbrite or you could just go on my Instagram page mm-hmm. and click the link in our bio, Charismatic Creations. Um, and it's on our website, charismaticcreationsevents.com. That's right, man. Y'all definitely better go get them tickets for that, man. What other type of services that you all have um, that people can you know, try to seek out for their own events? Yeah, so we do private mixology one on ones aside from the Eventbrite ones. Okay. Um, you can hire us um to be professional bartenders for an event. All right. Um, we have event staff. Hey. We have party assistants. Yeah, dang. Um, yeah. So every single so every single package for every single party is gonna always be different. Mm-hmm. We specialize on. Um, making our service customized to your event because every event is different and we also curate signature cocktails for every event so there'll never be a cocktail that we have done before Mm -hmm. because we want to make it special for you the only times we've ever like repeated cocktails as if someone follows me on instagram and they see a cocktail that i posted from an event and they want that exact cocktail i say okay we could do that but we curate (laughs) signature cocktails for your event Mm -hmm. and we allow you to name them wow so you can name it whatever you want and then that also just adds to the experience man that's what i'm saying right there we changing parties one drink at a goddamn time <laughs> so y'all definitely make sure y'all follow her so go ahead throw your, your page in there so they can follow the page and, and stay hip to everything charismatic creations has got going on yeah so we are charismatic creations on all social media platforms um on my personal page which is cocktails with Chrissy M. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me for other cocktail ideas. Yep. And then, um, like I said, on Facebook too, and on our website, it is charismaticcreationsevents.com. Hey. So, and before we actually pull up on out of here, I just wanted to ask a couple questions because I know when it comes to food and beverage, you know, we got so many different varieties and options. So, we're just going to play a little game of. Either I'ma have some of this or I'ma have some of that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Alright, so when it comes to beverages with the alcohol, spirits mainly, are you going more on the light side or are you on the dark side? Uh, I'ma do the light side. I'm gonna do the light side. Mm-hmm. Now we talking like uh light rum, vodka, gin. Which one did you? Um, it'll definitely be uh, gin or tequila. Gin or tequila. Yes. Okay. All right. So is it uh is it a preference? Maybe like a let me see. I'm not too big with the different names of tequila other than Patron, eighteen hundred, and Jose. Mm-hmm. But with the gin, I know we can go to fucking uh Bombay, Hendrix, and so on and Blue so coat, forth. Blue coat. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I really love Hendrix. Hendrix. Okay. Hendrix is a really good gin. Um, so it must really be the best because every time I ask anything about gin, people say Hendrix. I love Hendrix. Um, their infusion with rose and cucumber really allows you to drink it on ice with like um, a bit of fresh lime juice. Bomb. So you about to have my palate on a million. Bomb. Right like <laughs> it's it's amazing. That yeah. was my introduction to gin. What? And once I had that, I never turned back. Mm. Um, I have dib and dab with like tangeray. Yeah. Um, but that's on like certain occasions. But if I am gonna drink gin, it is yeah. gonna be gin on the rocks with two limes. Damn. If I'm gonna do um tequila, it's gonna be a margarita mm-hmm. with whatever tequila other than Patron. If they only if they have Patron in like eighteen hundred or Don Julio, I'm gonna get Patron. Yeah, yeah. Um but Don if they like <laughs> I don't know. I can't it's it's weird. It's just not one of my favorites. Yeah. Um but if they have other options, I'm gonna like Milagro. That's a really, really good tequila. Um, one of my favorites. I think I know what the bottle looks like. Yeah, it's like blue 
slender and tall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Everybody always talk about that one too. All right. So it's really good. So yeah, those are my light options. All right, dang, that's pretty cool. All right, so you doing on the rocks or is it neat when it's by itself? Um, by itself, neat. Okay. Um, yeah, when it's neat, it's by itself, so All it's right. not on the rocks. Okay. If someone wants their alcohol on the rocks, they it's say nice. on the rocks. Okay. Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you like which one you like better? Hmm. I'm gonna do on the rocks. You do on the rocks. Yeah. I I can't. I'm not at the point where I'm just um sipping things. Yeah. Just by itself in this on regular form. Just by itself in this regular form. I'm not there yet. No. Um. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's gonna can, it's gonna be on the rocks if I'ma do it. <laughs> I can do one sip like that, but I can't I can't do the follow up. Yeah, it's just, it's a little bit it's a little bit much. Yeah. Now, mixed drinks, straight drinks. Oh, I I really love a cocktail menu. Okay. So like there are people who they hire specifically to curate cocktail menus like the cocktail strategist is a person who's putting that cocktail menu together so they want you to enjoy it yeah so when i'm at a restaurant or at a bar i at least order one cocktail off of the cocktail menu just to explore um before i go back to what i regularly drink okay um yeah because they want you to explore the cocktail menu so i try to explore a bit that's good, man. See, I, I, I like to explore my liquors too, but not so much in the uh, the mixed drink side. Uh, I'm definitely going to hit you up and just ask for some, a couple of different pointers <laughs> mm-hmm. because I'm more of the guy. I'm just like, man, just let me taste that liquor. Just make it chill. I want to okay. taste it. Okay. Um, but last question: shots. You like taking shots, or you more of the pull me a cup? I'm a sip. I can't do shots no yeah, more. I'm good. It's, I've been I good at them jumps. I, I gotta realize um, that I'm getting older, <laughs> yeah. and the recovery the recovery is not that quick like it used to be. So I am if you if you don't have no mix, mm-hmm. you don't have no ice. I'ma just sip. Yeah, I'm not taking no shots with no, you, and if I do, I'ma take one, and that's that's it. Yeah, and that's when I start the night probably. Yeah. yeah, you ain't gonna catch me later. Yeah, on. you know, shake the nerves <laughs> off, shake the cold off. That's yeah, it. Rah, mm. that's, that's it. it. But the rest of the night, if you don't got no sip, if you don't got no mix or nothing, I'm sipping. Yeah, yeah, I'm sipping it out too, y'all. But this has been a great, great first annual episode. <coughs> excuse me, y'all, my bad. Of Highly Hungry Head, man. I'm your man, Church Money, formerly known on the cap as well. But here we starting up Highly Hungry. You will be seeing us on YouTube shortly. But this has been a great, great episode. Look forward to us covering everything in Northeast, Northwest, Southeast, Southwest from your motherfucking favorite carry out to the best steakhouse downtown by the White House, nigga. Yay. We're going to be doing it all. We're going to every bar, every tavern, every pub. We're doing it, man. This is uh, the capital city, and we're just going to, you know, explore what we got to offer in our backyards, man. So, y'all just definitely go follow our page at DMV Highly Hungry. And a hey, shout out to Smooth, shout out to B, rest in peace, my brother Frank. And that's how we doing this shit, man. And we out, bro. Thank you for coming through, Prissy. Thank you so much for having me. Hey. And I love to explore these pay- these yes. you know these different bars and restaurants oh, yeah. with y'all. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Be we definitely gonna be out here. And we gonna actually, um, we gonna try to get back. So when we doing the uh, the visuals, we gonna come through and get some of the, the drinks. That you all make, maybe okay, yeah, that'd be fun. So we can, you know, have like a little uh, a segment that people look forward to. We come up with new drinks. Maybe we get a little personal. We have add a name for the show, things like that. Yeah, think big, you know. So yeah, y'all. So uh, coming soon. Uh, we'll see y'all later next week, something like that. I'm just tripping out right now, but alright, y'all. We out. <laughs>